If you're watching and or listening to this, do not adjust your headset. It is official. BYU is officially a member of the Big 12 Conference, and we are excited to talk about that as you look forward to the future of the Big 12 era for BYU. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we are your original daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Been at this for over five years, and for the first time, officially, I can say it's official. BYU is a Big 12 school. BYU is a Power 5 football program, Power 5 school, period. This is a momentous occasion, folks, and I didn't necessarily know what I was going to talk about when I sat down to do this special edition. I figured, you know what? It's July 1st. We're going to celebrate this, and I'm going to say right off the top, uh, pardon the the, the personal uh, feelings that are probably going to come out on today's show because this is a program, speaking of BYU and the university and the school, the athletics department, that I've been around almost my entire life. I grew up a stone's throw away from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Orem, Utah. I was a student at BYU, got my start working in Sports Radio, which is my day job, uh, doing BYU football broadcast with Greg Rubel in 2010, just before BYU went independent. I've been covering the Cougars on a full-time basis throughout the entirety of their independent era as part of as a sports radio slash media member. Like this is a crazy crazy day to think of how far BYU has come. 12 seasons of independence. Before that, 12 years in the Mountain West Conference. Before that, decades upon decades in the WAC. 50 plus years of high level football and overall uh, just uh, fantastic performances by BYU as an athletic department have led to this moment. Have led to BYU officially making their entrance into the Big 12 Conference. And it's going to be an awesome awesome day. I would encourage you if if you're going to have an opportunity to do so, get down to the big party as they're calling it in Provo. Three hours full of fun. It sounds like all kinds of opportunities to celebrate with your fellow Cougar fans out there at the Student Athlete Building, the indoor practice facility as well as the Smith Fieldhouse and that little triangular area on the lower end of BYU's campus where the athletics facilities reside. This is going to be a really, really fun day. I will be out there for at least a little bit. Uh, We are going to have media availability with Tom Homo, BYU's athletic director. Doesn't speak a lot uh, to us in the media, but have an opportunity to sit down with him and talk about how big of a day this is, kind of the road to getting here for BYU. Very excited for that. We'll probably use that on our Monday edition of the podcast, let you guys hear more about that, give you some of my insights on that. So stay tuned on Monday, July 3rd for a breakdown of that but this is this is an awesome day everybody and I, I don't I, I don't mean that lightly because this has been something BYU and you as Cougar fans of any age have probably aspired to at some point in your life I can remember way back and my my connection to BYU really kind of coincides with the start of the 1990s I'm a child that was born in the later uh, stages of the 1980s 1987 to be exact uh, my earliest memory funny enough my parents will tell you about this if you ever meet them is that I threw a hissy fit uh, the day that my parents were going to watch uh, Ty Detmer uh, play against Miami. The BYU Cougars hosting number one Miami there. It was 1990. Uh, my parents said I threw an absolute hissy fit about not being able to go to that game. Uh, I, my earliest vivid memories of watching a BYU game go back to the 1994 Copper Bowl. 
I remember watching that game when BYU absolutely destroyed Oklahoma down there in Arizona. Uh, some of the, my fondest memories from my early years of watching and supporting BYU are from the 96 season. I, I'm not alone in saying that as a child of the 90s, the 96 season in many ways locked in a lot of Cougar fans' fandom for life. That, that season was so incredible. And what BYU accomplished with Steve Sarkeesian, Ronnie Jenkins, K.O. Kalaui, uh, just down the list, Rob Morris on that squad. Just so much many good players on that on that 90s was was Rob Morrison he was probably a freshman on that squad uh, but here's the thing about this I look back at that, and my relationship with BYU has absolutely changed. Obviously, I, I've been covering BYU in a professional capacity for the better part of a decade and a half now. So I, I, I'm not necessarily the quote-unquote fan. I, I use air quotes when I say that when it comes to covering the Cougars because when it becomes your job, it changes the whole dynamic of how you analyze things, how you examine things. I still let my emotions get the best of me at times when it comes to BYU, but that's, that's just part of the fabric of who I am. I, I, I freely admit, anybody who watches this podcast, I think it probably comes across that I grew up associated with BYU, rooting for the Cougars. I, I went to school there. Like The thing about it is I will always have that connection to BYU even though I am now a media professional who have to, has to cover it in a more unbiased uh format. But that's the thing about this. This is a momentous day to get back to the original point. The BYU for so many years have has aspired to to this very day. I can remember back in the 1990s there were rumors out there that BYU may be a candidate for the Pac-12 or what was the Big 12 when it was forming in the 1990s. Uh, there are stories out there that the Texas of governor at the time was Ann Richards or whatever was a Baylor alum and she threatened legal action from the Texas state legislature if uh, Baylor was not included in the new formation the Big 12, which essentially, in most people's eyes, nixed BYU's chances of being a part of that conference. So we're talking 30-plus years, and maybe even longer than that, of rumors involving BYU and getting to this level. Of course, uh, 12 seasons ago, BYU saw their arch-rival Utah get that invite to the Pac-12. They saw TCU jump to the Big 12. BYU made the move to go to independence because they had a goal, an overarching goal, to get to this day, to becoming a member of the Power of Five uh, conferences. So, uh, forgive me if I if I come off a little too homerific today, but it's just it, it's really cool to see this day finally here. Now we all know that BYU has been gearing up for this for the better part of two years. That official invite slash acceptance of the invitation came on September tenth, twenty twenty one. That was when they first announced BYU would officially enter this conference. But BYU's had uh, conversations with the Big Twelve going back as far as twenty eleven. Of course, twenty sixteen they made the trip down to Dallas to meet with Big Twelve officials and make their pitch for why they should be uh, included in that conference. I have it from multiple people who were in those meetings. I'm, I don't need to necessarily need, name names. I, I won't do that. But I have from multiple people who very much know that in 2016, the Big 12, for all intents and purposes, had BYU as quote-unquote Team 11 in expansion. They could not formally agree on any other team to get a consensus of who Team 12 could be. And that kind of kiboshed everything that happened with regards to expansion at that point. Obviously, then when Texas and Oklahoma dropped the bomb on everybody saying, hey, we're jumping to the SEC, the Big 12 had to do something. And, of course, they made the jump, uh, decided to add the four schools that are coming in, uh, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. Uh, it's a really, really momentous day. And I'm sure that uh, we've got Locked On Cougs that covers Houston. will be talking about this. Parker down there will be doing that. Uh, Locked On Cincinnati, Alex Frank, I'm sure will do a show talking about the Bearcats' entrance into the Big 12. We don't have a UCF show quite yet, so if you want to host uh, Locked On Nights, let us know. We'd love nothing more than to have that show as part of the repertoire. But the thing about this is this is a huge, 
huge deal for all those schools. But on this podcast, it's the biggest deal when it comes to BYU. This is going to open up all kinds of doors for BYU. In recruiting, uh, the opportunities to upgrade facilities with the money that's going to be flowing into the coffers of the BYU Athletic Department. I've talked about it often. The, the whole deal with BYU Athletics is they don't receive funds from Central Campus. They don't. BYU and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints aren't bankrolling BYU Athletics. BYU Athletics has always had to quote-unquote eat what it kills. It had to generate enough revenue to run its sports programs. And the other thing about it is there was a mandate that you could not go into the red. They had to be in the black. They had to be running uh, in terms of being profitable. And that's what BYU's aspired to do, and they've done a very good job with it. But now, this Big 12 era, it's going to bring tens of millions of dollars into BYU and their athletics department that they have never seen before. Who knows what they will be able to accomplish with that in in their back pocket. So, this is a fun, fun day. So celebrate it. Don't let any other fan bases, particularly Utah fans who are surly about BYU celebrating this, get in, get up, get get up in your feels about it. Because here's the thing about this: I can remember 12 years ago, Utah fans were crowing to high heavens about Utah making the jump to the Pac-12. Guess what? It's BYU's turn, and that that that's the fun part about this, folks. This is this is cool. This is, this is it. You're part of the quote-unquote cool kids club. You have made it into a conference that embraces everything that BYU aspires to be, and they, they, they welcome it. That's the thing about this. There was so much bigotry at times coming from the Pac-12 circles about BYU and the religious affiliation that, okay, great, move along now. The Big 12 has embraced what BYU is going to bring, and I think BYU is going to be a fantastic, fantastic member of the Big 12, and I, I think I speak for all of you who may be listening and or watching this podcast in saying that you look forward to being a part of this conference. Independence, uh, frankly, served its purpose. We'll talk more about a little bit about the winding road to getting to this point here in a moment, but it served its purpose, and it got BYU to where they are today. So let's celebrate that. Let, let, let's celebrate the fact that Tom Homo, the rest of the BYU Brain Trust, the different presidents, uh, Cecil Samuelson, Kevin Worthen, now Shane Reese, who is uh, the president of BYU. They obviously played the role in this. Guys like Brian Santiago, Chad Lewis, man, on down the list. You can just go down the list of the people who have helped build what they are. But the biggest thing is that BYU can finally say, we have a seat at the table for decades. For decades, BYU has been trying to get to this level. They won that national title without actually, quote-unquote, having the seat at the table in 1984. The other forces outside of that in college football conspired to say that that'll never happen again. Well, guess what? The door is back open. It's swung back open for BYU to have the opportunity to win a national championship. Will that happen in my lifetime? I have no way of knowing. But the nice part is that at least the, the, the door is cracked open enough that BYU could kick it in again and do it if they capture that magic that they had in 1984. I, I was not alive for that national championship, but the f- nice part is BYU finally has all those opportunities in front of them, and I, I, I cannot wait to see where it goes. Now, we'll talk a little bit about the winding road of independence here in a moment. Uh, kind of some of my thoughts looking back on the independent era for BYU and some of the highlights, some of the lowlights. We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, first a word on our friends over at uh, FanDuel. They've been working with us for, uh, for the better part of, uh, I think, six months now. But the best part about FanDuel, my friends, is they want to help you guys out when it comes to getting into the sports gambling realm. If you are interested in sports gambling, FanDuel, 
FanDuel is the place to be. The best part is baseball is in full swing right now, so if you want to get in on that action, do it. Uh, and the best part is you can get up to 10 times back on your first bet amount, up to $200 from our friends at FanDuel. Right now, just bet 20 bucks, you'll land $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. You don't even have to win the bet to get that money. That's fantastic stuff. It's 200 bucks you can spend on everything from betting the money line to over under to who you might think is going to hit the first home run in whichever game you happen to be wagering on. All in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid out instantly, which is the bigger part, is that you don't necessarily have to hit a reserve amount of money. You have to build up all this money to get paid out. They'll pay for it right away. They'll pay you out right away. There's no better place on bet on MLB than with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook once again. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 back in bonus bets right now. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. That's FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. And a big thank you to all of you, uh, truthfully, for your support over the years. We're coming up on five years of doing this podcast. I have done something north of 1,300 episodes of this podcast over the past five years. And for the first time, truthfully, I can say BYU is a Power 5 program. And it's been a long, winding road on this podcast. Because trust me, I've gone back and listened to some of my earliest episodes of the podcast. I don't know how you guys even endured them. This one of you that may, may have been around that long. But thank you for the support all the way along the path. It's been a marvelous, marvelous run, but more importantly, now I, I get to watch BYU and obviously cover the Big 12 in a more full capacity with this podcast and couldn't be more excited about this. So looking back at this, and I, I, I was gonna, actually, okay, before we look back, I want to look at one other thing. And by the way, I've been throwing this up. This is what the new look of Lavelle Edwards Stadium is going to look like when BYU takes on Cincinnati. If you're listening to this on the regular podcast feed, you probably saw it on social media. It, it's the picture that BYU put out on social media of the Royal Blue End Zones. BYU is finally, I mean finally, going to fill in the end zones for game day. They did say this will happen against Cincinnati, so don't expect it for Sam Houston State or uh, Southern Utah, but when BYU hosts Cincinnati at the tail end of September, you will expect to see Royal Blue End Zones for BYU, uh, 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 Oval Y with a white and blue uh, color scheme, and also the Big 12 logo on there. Now, the graphic design team that put this out there made a little bit of a gaffe because they have one Big 12 logo on the 25-yard line, the other one on the 15. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the picture. I threw it up on the overlay here. <laughs> I did chuckle about that, and they did own it. They say, hey, we made a mistake. But nonetheless, it's a fantastic look. And I'm, I, I've had my quibbles with how BYU operates, in particular how their grounds crew uh, kind of handles things. They've said for years, I've, I've had conversations with them, well, it's going to ruin the grass if we, if we paint it. You know what? It's grass. It'll grow back. But nonetheless, I'm so glad that BYU is trying to do things the right way. And that's the thing about this, uh, as we kind of look back, is BYU tried in independence to do things the right way. Obviously, they tried to build out schedules as best they could early on. They had to do it on a very, very short timeline. If you remember, uh, Tom Homo had a plan to put all the uh, Olympic sports into the wax, scuttle 
rattled by the Mountain West Conference after Michael Young, the then University of Utah president, tipping off Craig Thompson, the MWC commissioner, and he scuttled that plan. And it would have been nice for BYU to have that scheduling agreement with the WAC. It would have been kind of similar to what Notre Dame has with the ACC, but that obviously did not come to fruition. They still got some games on the schedule in the first two years with those uh, then WAC schools to help BYU round out the schedule, but they had to put their programs in the West Coast Conference. And I think we as Cougar fans may have forgotten a little bit of how uh, helpful the West Coast Conference was. They easily could have stuck to their guns and said, you know what, you're too big of a university. You don't really, you fit with us in terms of our uh, culture, speaking of being a, a religious affiliated school, but you're such a big university as compared to some of us. We, we don't necessarily want that. Quite to the contrary, Jamie Zaninovich and the rest of the West Coast Conference brass embraced BYU and brought him in. And obviously, Gonzaga loved it. You've heard Mark Fuge sing the praises of BYU for years in basketball in particular. But the West Coast Conference, I think BYU owes a debt of gratitude to the West Coast Conference for taking in BYU's other sports so football could go out and do what it did in independence. BYU knew that the Mountain West uh, situation at the time was completely untenable. The Mountain West was not playing ball with them. They were the biggest brand in that conference. They were not able to uh, rebroadcast games. They were losing a to be seen nationwide and getting the deal with ESPN to put BYU football back on the worldwide leader of sports was absolutely incredible for BYU in terms of getting the word out. They had languished at the tail end of their Mountain West Conference era with the Mountain and the limited distribution of verses and all those other channels that BYU was playing on that few people could see. The Mountain for so many years refused to get HD signal. It, it It was completely untenable. So BYU struck out on its own. I remember people crowing, they won't be able to make this work. Who do they think they are? They think they're Notre Dame? Well, you know what? BYU knew who they were. They knew the value that their brand could bring. They knew that ESPN valued it. They knew they could go out and carve their own path. And I get to give a massive tip of the cap to Tom Homo. He has been an athletic director for, what are we looking at? Are we 19 years in now? Very few athletic directors have the run that he had. And also, at the mid, one of the key turning points after about five or six years of his athletic director tenure had to completely pivot and go out and put together independent football schedules and move, a, move his athletics department into another situation all the way around. So there is so much for BYU to be proud of as they look forward now to the Big 12 era. But looking back on independent, it was not an easy road for BYU, but it's it's a road that has absolutely benefited the BYU football program. And the, the nice part is now they can say all the work they did, everything that they struck out to do, uh, going independent in football, putting those programs in the West Coast Conference, uh, enduring losing seasons of football, most notably obviously that 2017 season, that debacle that was the 4-9 season. There were ups. There were downs. The nice part is all of it paid off in the end with BYU now making this entrance into the Big 12 Conference. I'm not planning on stopping doing this podcast anytime soon. In fact, I have plans to take it to a bigger and better uh, uh, future. Uh, Behind me here, I've had this hat wall up here uh, for the better part of, I think, a year plus of doing this podcast. I've done it, obviously, on the YouTube era. I think everybody has seen those hats up there uh, for the vast majority of that, if not all of it. Uh, We are going to upgrade that. Changes are happening at BYU. We saw that on the field if you watch this on YouTube with BYU having a new look for Lavelle Edwards Stadium. There's going to be new looks with regards to all the sporting venues having that Big 12 logo. We're going to have a new look in my background here on Locked On Cougars. It's a new era, folks. 
Let's get ready for it. Let's enjoy it. It is going to be uh, something to behold. Are there going to be ups? Absolutely. Are there going to be downs? Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. But the nice part is BYU now is a member of the Big Boys Club, something that you out there as BYU fans have absolutely been craving for years and years and years. It's actually going to happen. It's done. It's a done deal. BYU, as of today, is officially official a big boy program, and let's embrace that and watch it play out. Thank you once again for making, by the way, Locked On Cougars your first listen today every single day. As I said, Monday, we'll have uh, more from Tom Homo and his media availability uh, coming up as part of the big party going on, and we'll also have plenty of coverage for you guys in terms of whatever's happening in the Big 12. What other announcements come? Uh, San Diego State, are they going to make the jump at some point? Who knows? It sounds like they're going to go crawling back to the Mountain West Conference based on what I heard and read on Friday. So, Crazy, crazy times, but at the same time, thank you once again for making us your first listen, and also thank you for being everydayers with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Until Monday, enjoy your weekend. Celebrate this, folks. It is the Big 12 era. It is officially official. BYU is a Big 12 program. Let's have some fun and cover it along the way. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.